Taxes are complicated. Trust the professionals at J.E. Wiggins to be ready to help you. Marriage, new baby, or recently retired, J.E. Wiggins is there every step of the way to make sure you get the best possible tax service. Visit jewiggins.com for a location near you. Blog Talk Radio. Let's flip the track, bring the old school back. This is how we do it. Entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up and coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. You're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. So today I have a cool guest. He goes by the name of Flood Reed. You have to tell me about it. That name is, is rather creative for a filmmaker, Flood Reed. Um, I don't know if it's a, a stage name or an alias or, or what it is, but I, I guess I'll I'll get further on that note uh, once we start speaking to him. Uh, Flood is a filmmaker. He was currently nominated at uh, for his film, New Hampshire and the Shockfest Film Festival, in which I've been covering all these filmmakers that have been a part of this event for these past two weeks, and I continue to do so for the rest of this week. So without further ado, I'm going to have Mr. Reed on the line. Hi, Flood. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Sasha? <laughs> Thank you, Flood. Uh, I know it's kind of early uh, where you're at, but uh, I appreciate your time. <laughs> That's all right. You had some crazy hold music. It gave me a jolt. So, uh I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling extra peppy now. Um, I think I slept about three hours in the last 48, so uh, it was a, it was a nice pick me up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. thanks thanks for, thanks for having me on, and I know you're probably uh, pretty accustomed to talking to a bunch of uh, a bunch of my fellow freaks from Shockfest over the last couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully I'll have something new to uh, to offer that hasn't gotten too stale yet. <laughs> 
No, it, it really hasn't because, you know, up to this day, everyone that I've interviewed from Shark Fest, everyone has been different. Everyone, you know, everyone's film yeah, is just so sure. different. So, um, I mean, I'd like to get to know more about you and um, as a filmmaker because I know you've done on this other thing. You're, you're also an actor. Tell me more of your history in this in this entertainment business and how it all began. Okay, we'll do. Um, I'll try to keep it relatively brief so as not to put everyone. <laughs> Uh, I also okay. don't really love uh, talking about myself. Uh, I'm a little getting too old for that, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually, to hit hit my name real quick, I actually use a ton of pseudonyms. It it's kind of gotten me a little uh, a little lost in the shuffle from time to time. People don't know what to call me or who I am. Um, so I, when it came time to register with SAG, um, my birth name is Adam. My last okay. name is Reed. But there's um, there's multiple Adam Reeds registered with SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. So my mother's maiden name is Flood. And so it's sort of a, just a tribute to my mother's side of the family more than anything. And I thought I had a nice ring to it. So uh, I, I actually had uh, some other bizarre ones that I almost went with, but I thought this would... Uh, would be a little better. So, um, so that's that's the story of my name. It certainly beats like Kip Armadillo, which is one of my other pseudonyms that I often use. <laughs> um, but um, I've been I've been acting and making films for I don't know about 15 years now. Um, I made a feature back in 2001, just on the cusp of like the digital revolution. You know, when people started getting digital cameras and editing softwares just started becoming available to people and. So I kind of got in on, on the ground floor of that digital movement. Um, there, there was no online presence at the time. I mean, the Internet was really in its infancy. Um, so I was hitting up film festivals back then. And just over the course of the, the next few years beyond that, I, I you know got involved with working with some bands and going on the road with bands and, and doing all kinds of um, production work and doing quite a bit of acting and... Um, so yeah, I kind of came full circle a few years ago. I, I, it was time to sort of like branch back out and make another feature, and um, so I, I started putting together Slew Hampshire, and it, uh, it's been a long time in the making, but it's, uh, it's finally reached its denouement, and we're doing festivals and talking to distributors. So um, yeah, it's been a pretty grueling process, but I put myself through it, so I have no one else to blame but me. Um, so you won't hear me complaining. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely time to turn the page. But I'm excited to get the film out there, and you know we've been getting some some really positive um, um, responses from from some of the distributors we've we've sent it out to, and uh, some of these festivals like Shockfest, which was a blast um, to be a part of, for sure. So uh, okay. that's a little bit about me. You know, it's. Uh, kind of the nuts and bolts of, of what makes me tick, I suppose. I basically have no life, is, is what I'm saying. I work, and I work on the movie. And uh, so hopefully it's it's all worth it in the end when uh, people get to see this thing. I mean, but the no life thing, I think that goes a lot for, I mean, for anybody in this business. We, you, at the end of the day, your life is is whatever it is that you're doing. So, I mean, if you mean that there's no personal life. <laughs> right. Totally <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. So, um, let's go into the making of this film. I'm sure that you've spoken about it. You've lived it for the past. How many years was this um, film in production overall? 
Well, I, I think I wrote the first draft at the uh, tail end of, I want to say 2008. It's, it's that long ago. And then I spent, um, I spent the next year or so off and on, um, you know, going back to it and, 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 and rewriting. And I think I maybe did about five or six drafts in about a year. Um, and I kind of immerse myself in the process. When I'm writing, I'll write, 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 you know, every day. And then when, it's, when I'm finished with that, I'll sort of step back and breathe for a while and, um, you know, listen to criticism, get feedback, get notes. Um, so I, I spent a, a good, I'd say a good six months to a year on the initial phase of, of the draft, uh, drafts of the script and um, getting that into a position where I felt like it could be, could be shot. And then, you know, it was a good year or so of, pre-production trying to raise money um that's that's a that's a difficult difficult process um and i have a yeah. background in business but it's never easy to, for me to ask people for money and inevitably people are intrigued by it when you talk about making films but when it comes time to kind of cut checks um yeah. you know inevitably people disappear uh so Long story short, with that, we were fortunate enough. It was it was pretty grueling, um, but we were fortunate enough to have some some really um, really supportive uh, investors, and um, you know who who when the time came and they knew it was crunch time were were there for us. Um, but yeah, we we shot principal photography, believe it or not, at the tail end of 2010, so over three years ago, and um, inevitably it was a you know an ambitious shoot. Um, didn't have enough time, didn't have enough money, but we got enough to, to shape it. We had the foundation. I just needed to keep going back and, and doing pickups and reshoots and, you know, culling all the resources again and getting people's schedules together and getting locations. And it, it was, it was challenging, but, uh, you know, we got there and had a great, great post-production team that, that I was able to pull together. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody involved really uh, went the extra mile for the project. So it, it was, uh, in terms of calendar, you know, it was, it was lengthy and, and pretty arduous. But um, I don't know, waking up every day with something to work on is, is, is not such a bad thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. better than having nothing to do, I suppose. So, yeah, it's, it's been a long time in the making. Uh, so. Do you feel that just, uh, you know, even though it was such a long time in the making, in the pre and post and, and, and in between, that uh, that did you really get out of the production what you really wanted, or did you even get more than of what you expected? I'll tell you, it's um, it's uh, it's difficult to sort of verbalize, but there are times when there are certainly times when I I questioned my own um, desire and my own motivation to be involved with the project I think it's inevitable mm-hmm. that you just you, you burn out and um, I was ready to walk away a couple of times and just sort of chalk it up to experience but if I hadn't had so many people invested in, in the process already um, from financial to, to just the people that committed themselves to the process in terms of being out there on set and you know the actors and the crew and people who uh, pitched in through our Kickstarter campaign. I mean, you know, you think about those people and you start going, all right, I got to do it for them. It's not for myself. I've got to, I've got to step up and finish this thing. And um, there were times I, I had to kind of reconcile my, my belief in myself and what I had 
visualized for the project with, with the actual outcome. And, and that's tough. I'll tell you, as an artist, it's, it's sometimes really easy to um, you know, coerce yourself when you're in the process of putting the project together. You, you kind of uh, have blind faith that everything's going to work out, and you kind of delude yourself into believing that everything you want is going to happen. And then it's just sort of all crashing down when you <laughs> you look at what you have in front of you and what you're able to achieve. And although it may be substantial, it, it never quite lives up to your expectations. And, and there were some times it was real crushing. Um, and I questioned my, myself as an artist, as a director, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but in the end, uh, you know, the, the happy uh, happy ending is that. You know, it, it, it's the film stands on its own. It's it's not the film I necessarily set out to make exactly, but um, I'm really proud of it, and I'm proud of everybody who uh, who contributed to it. And I think they, if they aren't, they should be. Um, there's a lot of talented people, both on camera and behind the lens, on this project, and uh, I think it shows. Um, it, it shows in, in every aspect of the film. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy with with where we wound up. If that makes any sense after after I just wanted to diatribe about how you know miserable I was and how much I hated myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like pro- every filmmaker. Um, I've asked everybody somewhat, you know, around the same question. You know, are, are you happy with the undershot? How is the process for you? Because at the end of the day, everybody always has that problem that you mentioned, the funding. It is it's very difficult because as you know, as the creator, as the person with the artistic, you know, vision, you kinda need because we I mean, we have the artistic vision, so now now you need somebody behind you with the moolah to kind of support your artistic vision and that's always the hardest part in any sort of production. And um, yeah. I mean and you said it, you know, people are so interested when, when you have this idea and they want to be a part of a film, but then when you're like, all right, we need help, we need people that would, like, you know, help us out to put it together, that's when... I can't tell you, I really can't tell you how many times I just look at somebody and say, doesn't anybody have $5,000? Like, somebody has $5,000. <laughs> We're in Los Angeles. Like, where yeah. is this money? You know, and... It's it's unfortunately that's a that's a big stretch for most people, um, and I, I actually deliberately, for better or worse, deliberately avoided getting involved with people who who were involved with filmmaking um, previously. I, I just I, I was really um, I guess hell bent on having autonomy and, and sort of creative freedom, um, and I just didn't want to muddle the process. Um, with people who were, you know, really film filmmaking savvy, so to speak, or thought they were and, and would want to sort of really start steering the ship in their own direction. So, you know, it may have hurt me um, in that regard. Uh, maybe I could have drummed up more, more support financially if I had sort of gotten in the bed, so to speak, with, um, you know, with someone who had been a film financier before. Um, but in, in the end... Um, I think it worked out for the best um, because my investors were just supportive of the process and, uh, you know, trusted my instincts and trusted trusted where the project was going. And, um, you know, we communicated well when when we needed to. And um, so, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just, God, it's such a, 
it's such a, a nightmare sometimes, and it can be really crushing when you're you're expecting something to come and it just keeps getting bumped back and bumped back and bumped back, and uh, it, it does start to inevitably interfere with your focus on the on the artistic process, and that's mm-hmm. that's when things start to really suffer. So um, you know, compromises are always made, but um, again, at the end of the day, I feel like um, you know the end result speaks for itself, and you know, again, being we've we've actually been in four festivals now. In the last uh, four months, we just started getting it out, um, and uh, you know the response has been positive in that respect. And we were nominated for three awards at Shockfest, which was um, you know Gil and, and and his crew are just you know really really supportive of the uh, you know indie horror community and getting their their sort of seal of approval or you know their sort of uh, pat on the back. Um, you know, we were nominated for Best Feature, Best Editing, and uh, Best Actor, or Lead Actor. Um, uh, and so that was that was that was fantastic. And uh, we actually I just found out that uh, Rumork Magazine, which is a uh, you know Canadian-based uh, uh, magazine, horror magazine, it's been out for about a decade. Um, mm-hmm. Got a pretty big readership. They they just did their end of 2013 sort of uh, year in review, and um, mm-hmm. We actually won uh, Goriest Scene, and um, the the writer up there who who did a he did a piece on on the film a couple of months back. Um, he basically picked it, and uh, his name is the Gourmet, um, which is a clever uh, pun, if you will. Um, but it's pretty amazing because I thought we were just going to be kind of nominated amongst a group. And it's mm-hmm. right there, glorious scene, Slew Hampshire, Ido Lichi Eats Man. And it's right next to, like, you know, awards that went to, like, major horror films like Your Next and uh, Maniac and, you know, um, The Conjuring and things like that. So um, pretty, pretty cool. Um, hopefully we'll continue to get some, some of these uh, um, publications to, to give us some some positive feedback and, um, you know, hopefully get the word out and start building some buzz. Um, the, the horror communities, you know, they can Definitely. be, they can be, uh, yeah. I mean, the mainstream community may not ever get it or see it and that's okay. Um, the, the film was certainly made for, for horror fans and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll find our target audience and hopefully they'll, they'll love it or at least, you know, respect it to some extent. So. Okay. How did, let's talk more about the film now, you know, the the actual film and, and, you know, the backstory behind it. And how did you go about the casting process for this um, production? Sure. it's uh, The film sort of uh, at its essence is, is sort of a hybrid horror movie. It, it's, it's got mm-hmm. components. Uh, components of a bunch of different horror subgenres. Um, I kind of wanted to build off of... Uh, you know, the conventions that people are accustomed to and, and sort of not lull people into a state of complacency or anything, but just sort of, you know, make people feel like, okay, I've seen this, I kind of have a sense of where it's going, but in doing that, sort of lead them down a path that, that ultimately, um, you know, doesn't result in, in, in what they may expect. Um, I wanted to kind of flip a lot of those conventions upside down um, and kind of mangle um, expectations and, and uh so it's it's sort of packaged as a, a, a backwoods slasher movie, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's 
it's got a lot. We've been referring to it as like a transcendental terror. Like it's it's kind of a thought provoking, almost philosophical um, horror movie, if if you will. Um, uh, so it's it's got some gore, obviously, um, and it's got a whole bunch of uh, hopefully interesting and quirky characters. Um, it it can be light. There's comedy in there, but it's it's also incredibly dark and uh, hopefully thought provoking. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it ultimately starts out as a road trip, sort of gone awry. Uh, a group of teenage guys that are going to go on this rite of passage up to Canada, um, kind of get led into this uh, this trap, and uh, wind up in this situation that, that starts to go bad. But ultimately, the men who lead them into the trap also have their situation go very bad, and so it becomes sort of this cat-and-mouse game amongst uh, a group, uh, uh, multiple groups of um, of people out in the wilderness trying to sort of survive and, and uh, be superior to one another over the course of this uh, this one night. Um, so it's it's kind of this tapestry, you know, it's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. It gets... For some people, it might be a little convoluted. Um, you know, uh, other people love it, and they just they want to know more. They want to follow along with everything. Um, you know, so it's it's a challenging horror movie. I think um, it's mm-hmm. low budget, but we think it kind of transcends that budget. You know, it kind of is ambitious. So hopefully, uh, people won't be seeing it for you know. Oh, here comes a typical you know low budget schlock fest. It's just it's hopefully has more to say than that. So, um, you know, that's, and it's, it's based in my home state of New Hampshire, hence the campy title. Um, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> I found that rather it. interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I've had people say to me, you know, you're going to change that name. It's kind of a stupid name. And my whole position is this, if it was really terrible and I couldn't sell the movie, I just figured at the very least I could throw a whole bunch of, you know, homemade DVDs in, a, in the trunk of my car and drive around New Hampshire selling them to people in the streets and make my budget back. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean, it's kind of a silly uh, way to think about it maybe. But, um, no, I just figured it's got kind of a memorable title. Um, it's, it may be a little campy, but uh, but people seem to remember it. It stands out. Um, and we shot most of it back there. Um, we shot we shot two weeks in New Hampshire, principal, and then we shot a week up in Maine. And uh, we actually met uh, one of my horror icon, sort of uh, horror, you know, hero of mine. I guess you could say was uh, Gunner Gunner Hansen, who played uh, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Actually lived in Maine, near our oh, wow. location. Yeah, and the guy who owned the land we shot on, his brother was Leatherface's lawyer. So go figure. Um, so he came out the set. That was pretty inspiring. Um, cool little anecdote from the shoot. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's it was shot on location. It was cold. It was dark. It was miserable. But people were troopers. The cast and crew fought through it. Um, it, it was a really rewarding shoot. It was it was agonizing at times, but um, you know I, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it any differently. Um, I, I I wouldn't have shot it in Los Angeles or even out in the outskirts of LA, even though people wanted me to. I just I, I felt like we needed to be back there. And um, yeah, it's uh, 
you know, the community back there is really supportive. People get really excited about this kind of thing because it doesn't happen very often. So um, I, I just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very grateful to uh, to everyone who you know had a hand in getting it made. Um, I don't even know if I answered your question. I don't even know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's okay. I understand if your lack of sleep, it's no problem here. We all go through it sometimes, but I, I going back to that, <laughs> going back to that, uh, I really appreciate like, that you uh, actually took, flap, you know. <laughs> um, you, that you actually took gib- your production. Scream gibberish if I'm, if I'm saying anything silly, just scream gibberish at the top of your lungs and I'll stop. Um, it's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that you took this production, like you mentioned, to um, to New Hampshire because, it, it, I mean, no matter what, every, you know, I was going to mention this back when we were talking about budgeting or whatever so forth. I feel like independent filmmakers sometimes with the little budget that they have, they make such a mer- they can make such a miracle masterpiece with the little that they have that is almost as equal to uh, a $50 million, uh, a $50 million, uh, budget for a film that we see nowadays in independent film. Like Hollywood just uses this mass amount of money and they and they do this and it's also big and whatever, but at the end of the day, somebody that did that probably did the equivalent of that film independently with a little much smaller um you know, budget, sometimes the quality is just so different and, and I feel like sometimes it's even better. You're absolutely and, right. I mean there's a ton of excess, a ton of waste product, you know, in, in Hollywood productions. I mean, don't get me wrong, they spend wisely, um, but, but they also they also spend money uh, for, for comfort. You know, there's a lot of things on an indie set that you just don't have because you can't afford it. So, I mean, you're really forced yeah. to be, you know, as frugal and as resourceful as you can be without without trying to cut too many corners creatively. And you do have to, you do have to try to take care of people. I mean, we had people that really... Mm-hmm really went out of their way to sort of accommodate us. And, you know, I had crew members who worked for well below what they should have been getting paid. You know, I had, we paid everybody except for a couple people straight up said, don't pay me, just, you know, put me up at a hotel or just find me out to set and I'm good. You know, and it was stuff like that. Yeah. You end up kind of, you know, and you're talking everybody down on, on rentals and you're, you know, getting locations for free and people are making you food and, you know, restaurants are giving you food and you have mm-hmm. to do that. It's exciting, though. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's like every time something like that comes through, you feel like it, it's like that minor victory you need to kind of spur, spur, you, forth, spur you forth to the next one. And um, you really can if you focus your energy on, you know, on story, on performance, and utilize whatever technical resources you have to the best of your ability. You you can you can do it. You can you can knock out a picture that you know seamlessly someone can watch without without really considering your budget. You know, you're, mm-hmm. I think you're always going to have some pitfalls, and there are going to be some some troubling scenes or things. You know, my my effects budget was well below what it needed to be, so we just we you know, we stripped effects away and we use sort of that the psycho principle, if you will, which is, you know, just don't show as much, you know, imply the terror, imply the, the gore, um, you know, use, use cuts, use sound design, um, you know, um, use the Jaws doctrine, if you will, like, you know, don't always show the shark. People know the shark's around, just let them work, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. 
so yeah, you just you, you find you find creative solutions, and um, yeah, hopefully in the end, uh, you know, your audience doesn't doesn't even really think about the budget; they just enjoy the the ride they're on. Um, so yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. It's and it is it, it's always exciting when you see someone pull that off. It really is. And for those that haven't been able to see this film, like myself, um, and that aren't able to go to the film festivals and la da la da, where can we see um, your film, or when do you plan on distributing and so forth? Yeah, we're talking. Uh, we're talking to distributors. Um, you know, just negotiating, trying to get you know the best best possible deal we can to get it out to the widest audience possible. Um, we, we are going to be in some, some more festivals. We've sent it out in the U.S., so it, it may pop up in certain communities. Um, even over in Europe, we've got some festivals we're targeting. And, you know, hopefully we'll have a wide release, both domestically and, and internationally. Um, by middle of this year, if at the latest, maybe springtime. Um, for mm-hmm. now, we've got a website up. Our website's uh, Um There's a trailer up there. There's, uh, you know, there'll be updates on uh, press and, and screenings. Um, you know, we've got an IMDb page with all our information, cast, crew, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, uh, Facebook. I don't tweet. I apologize. I, I just get into it. But <laughs> we do a Facebook. Once uh, to pop in, there's tons of production pictures, behind-the-scenes photos. Um, you know, um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll be rolling everything out um, wide-scale within the next few months. Um, and in the meantime, you know, just keep your ears open and eyes peeled, and hopefully we'll have some more uh, uh, accommodating hosts like yourself who will, uh, mm-hmm. you know, listen listen to the story and help us keep promoting it. You know, um, I, I know you have to get back to sleep, and I, I really appreciate your talk because let me tell you that you, oh, you're you one of those that you. make my life so much easier. You know, I don't even have to ask so much questions because I've asked like a total of what, like maybe five in this whole half an hour, and it's been just so fulfilling. <laughs> all your, you, all uh, your feedback. That's just sleep deprivation and, uh, and 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 loneliness when you don't have anyone to talk to. I guess you just kind of start dumping everything out, right? That's <laughs> um, fine. All, I mean, that's thank, fine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, taking some time and for uh, you know having an interest in the project. And um, you know, again, thanks to uh, you know, it's really a real generic blanket thank you, but to everybody involved with the film, um, every step of the way, and you know, to the festivals like uh, Shockfest for for having us. Uh, it's it's been a good run, and hopefully we'll keep it going. Okay. Well, Reed, you know, I, I thank you so much for your time. I really congratulate you on this production. I'm I'm glad that um, that you kept pushing forward because after what the three years of of doing this and almost giving up, you actually pulled through it, and with all that support behind you. So um, I appreciate so much, just like yourself, that actually keep going no matter what. And I mean, thank all you, of those Austin, were involved. Thank you. Same to you. I appreciate your time and uh, and for supporting us. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get you a copy one of these days. I'm looking forward to it. Even though I'm a punch of scary movies, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Just <laughs> All right, Reed. You take care. Okay. Thanks, Thank Sasha. You. you too. Bye bye. Let's flip the track. Bring the old school back. This is how we do the track. Yeah. Hey, come on that ATV, and I'm pushing by the honey, and I'm chilling with my niggas in the 
Make sure you check out Slew Hampshire, everyone. Go to slewhampshire.com, find them on Facebook, or find him on Facebook. And, um, yeah, check out the trailer. If you're, very, if you're a horror fanatic or whatever of the sort, I'm sure that um, you'll like this production because I've been seeing a, very, a lot of good feedback. And um, the rating on IMDb, is, it's very good thus far. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah. Game, it's major I got some room for some more data make it show. Hit playing this game.